the Dallas Stars took care of business on Thursday night in Calgary, tying up their series at one apiece, going back to Dallas for the weekend. And on today's episode, we'll talk about how the Stars pulled this one off, how they come away from Calgary with the win. We'll talk about Jake Gottinger, talk about Joe Pavelski, and talk about the playoffs as a whole because they've been pretty darn fun. All of it coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you from my hotel room in Indiana, where I am for the weekend uh, working, but still locked in, locked on, if you will, on uh, all the Dallas Stars playoff action coming to you on this Friday, May 6th, here to talk about game two, where the Dallas Stars were victorious, getting the big, the massive win. I tried to mix massive and big because I'm so excited uh, for the result that we got on Thursday night, uh, but whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars and for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, whether that's on YouTube, your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. You can follow, find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and our show at Locked on Stars. Remember, our show is free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. But without any further hesitation, Let's get right to it. Let's talk about this big game. And this was another game, just like game one, that was intense. It was physical from the get-go. I mean, the playoffs are always more physical, but I mean, these I don't know what it is. I feel like there's never really been this stigma of the Stars and Flames having this massive rivalry, but these teams are going at each other, and I am here for it. I mean, that's this is what playoff hockey is all about. Uh, it's about throwing guys up against the board and uh, letting your guys go beat the other guys that are on the other team. And the Stars were up to the challenge tonight. I don't know if they were quite up to the task at the very start of game one. I think they were a little bit later on in game one, uh, but from the first puck drop until the final whistle, the final horn sounding in game two, the stars were very much uh, up to the task tonight, taking on this Calgary Flames team. And I said going into this game that that was going to be one of the keys that the stars needed to do better if, you know, match, if not outperform the Flames in a physical aspect. And they did just that. They set the tone early, despite you know the the shenanigans at the start of the game from Matthew Kachuk. Uh, and I can't. I was complimenting Matthew Kachuk earlier this year, saying he was having a sneaky good season, and he's just been an absolute pest this series so far. And maybe that's just the role he has to play. I mean, you even look at the NBA. I feel like you can identify you know a villain for every playoff series for every team uh, that's on the opposition. Like I guess it's the same in the NHL. You know, every team has someone on the other team who's just kind of the villain, if you will, uh, for that respective series. And it feels like Matthew Kachuk is that guy going at John Klingberg and all, targeting John Klingberg. I'm not sure what the motivation is there, but the Stars not phased by it. Thankfully, John Klingberg not ejected like he was in game one, and we were, we were able to have him for the entire game, and he made some pretty good plays, had some really good looks. I think one especially, I believe it was in the third period or maybe late in the second period, uh, where he made a nice move and drove towards the net. Really nice to have John Klingberg not be phased by that early uh, tomfoolery from Matthew Kachuk early on. And, you know, 
Kachuk can play those games all he wants. I mean, he he won't win. He's not going to win very many fights against guys on this Stars team, especially the bigger guys on the team. And if he's distracted doing that, that's fine by me. That's one of Calgary's best offensive weapons. And if he wants to be, you know, be busy chasing Dallas Stars players around the ice looking for a fight, fine by me. We'll be you know occupied trying to win the hockey game and win the series. So he can keep up with his games all he wants. And it's probably going to, you know, come back to bite him it's just going to make the stars angrier and he's going to end up crossing paths with somebody that he does not want to cross paths with whether it's jamie ben or yanni hockenpah or someone that's just going to put him in the ground and you know dallas led this game in hits we talked about in game one i think it was uh i believe like 30 to i i don't remember the exact number but you know, Calgary led the hit substantially. I think it was 34 to 20, actually. Uh, but in this game, Dallas led the hit count. It was close, but they led 36 to 35. And they stayed engaged physically from start to finish. And they just made life extremely difficult for this Flames team from the get-go. It made them difficult for them to get anything going consistently in their offensive zone. Um, part of that just had to do with their forechecking whenever the Stars were on offense, but then also just the action along the boards and not really letting get Calgary you know, let, allowing them to get set up too many times. It was really impressive stuff and a nice turnaround from what we saw in game one. And and this was just kind of bound to happen if you think about it. I'm sure many of you saw uh, the tweet from Owen Newkirk. He, he covers the stars uh, on the ticket, uh, the radio station in Dallas, talking about how the, the Flames had going into Thursday night had lost 11 straight game twos. And now it is 12. Uh, you have to go all the way back to May 11th, 2004. Uh, they had a 4-1 to one win over the San Jose Sharks in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, that is the last time the Calgary Flames won a Game 2 in a playoff series. They've lost now 12 straight. So call it fate, call it a coincidence, call it luck for the Dallas Stars, but they uh, were able to keep the trend going, and they came up in a big way, shutting out the Calgary Flames, but also adding an additional goal. So doing the shutout better than the Flames did it in Game one and if you really look at it, you even going back to game one, I, I think that this isn't too far of reach to say that Dallas is winning this series. The series may be tied one one and in the literal sense, but if you look period by period, I think it's pretty clear that Dallas is somewhat owning and dominating this series for the most part. I mean, obviously, Calgary had some good looks here in game two, and they had some additional good looks outside of their one goal in game one. But I think just from a, a mental edge and a physical edge now after game two. But Dallas kind of has all the momentum, uh, and that's a great thing to have for them going into these next two games at home, going to be sellout crowds at the AAC. These, the crowd is going to be one of the loudest, if not the loudest, in, in this entire playoffs. I mean, th these fans have been waiting to be back in the building uh, for a Stanley Cup playoff game for a long time because obviously in 2020 they were in the bubble, and then last season the Stars missed out on the playoffs. So these fans will be hungry and ready to see the Stars come out and win, and they're going to help them any way that they can you know i think dallas has won five of the six periods in this series and so i think that that bodes well for them going forward for the rest of this first round matchup against the flames and you know it all just comes down to dallas showing no fear in the face of adversity i mean that's a tough building to win in in calgary the saddle dome i mean those fans equally as passionate if not more so uh, than the stars i mean that's that just a tough venue to play in and the stars no, no one better than I, no one really ever seemed to shrink from the moment. Everyone had each other's back. And that's what Dallas Stars hockey has been about this season. I mean, Stars hockey is never going to be the flashiest or the most attractive or the most stylish style of hockey. But when those guys play together, I mean, it is truly beautiful. It is something to behold. It is out of this world. And 
they're kind of hitting their stride right now in that sense. I mean, they still need to kind of hit their stride in the five-on-five offense and on the power play, but hopefully that comes with them playing together as one, as a unit. But we're going to continue to talk about game two, and we got to talk about the man of the hour, Jake Ottinger, who got his first NHL playoff shutout and only his second playoff start. We'll talk about him coming up after a quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Built Bar. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags or in your kids' backpacks and make sure everyone has a Built Bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they are healthy and delicious, so no more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. You can even look at the nutrition facts. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which can have anywhere from 200 to 40 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to build.com right now and use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. We're jumping back in to this Friday episode of Locked on Stars. This is your host, Dane Lewis, uh, at Dane double underscore Lewis on Twitter, at Locked on Stars on Twitter as well. Be sure to give us a follow at both of those spots if you do not do so already. Also drop uh, a subscription on YouTube if you're watching on there, or if you're not already subscribed or following on your favorite podcasting platform, uh, feel free to do that as well. I truly do appreciate all the follows and support from you guys during this Stars playoff run. It truly means the world to me, but... Speaking of uh, the world, Jake Ottinger, the, the, the world is revolving around Jake Ottinger right now. It is Jake Ottinger's world, and we are simply living in it. Um, this man has been incredible. I mean, he gives up that power play goal in game one on a pretty good play um, from Lindholm, but then he's rock solid the rest of the game for that night on Tuesday, and he was rock solid for 60 minutes against the Flames on Thursday. I mean, this is insane. I mean, he is now... Uh, I believe the fifth Dallas star to have a playoff shutout. So not including Minnesota North Stars players. I believe it's uh, Ed Belfer, Marty Turco, Lettinen, and Anton Hudobin, uh, who have all had shutouts while wearing Dallas star sweaters in the playoffs. But now you can add Jake Ottinger to the list. Um, and Jake Ottinger, the youngest to do so, he is below the age of 30. I believe all four of those other guys were above the age of 30. I saw, I believe it was Josh Clark, uh, former host of the Locked on Stars podcast, who tweeted that out after the game so just an incredible performance for a kid who's in his early 20s i think he's around my age which is just insane uh to see his poise uh and, and how steady he is and how he is just unfazed by the moment i mean we talked about how difficult it is to win in the saddle dome in calgary and in even both games you could not see an ounce of fear in jake Ottinger. i mean he went 29 for 29 on his saves and only his second playoff start i mean there were many maybe not many, but I know myself included and a few other people who follow this Stars team who weren't doubting Jake Ottinger, but it was just kind of the question of, okay, he's had you know two good regular seasons, but is he ready for the moment? Is he ready for the playoffs? Because you know, we say it all the time, we're beating a dead horse at the playoffs are a completely different animal uh, and goaltending is really 
you know, you look at all the great teams in NHL history who have won Stanley Cups, you can trace back and look at solid goaltending. I mean, even the past two seasons with the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Andre Vasilevsky, great playoff performances. And even, you know, in, in game two of their series with Toronto, great performance from Vasilevsky. So it's all comes down to that for most Stanley Cup champions and Jay Cottinger. In two games through the playoffs, there's still a ton of road left in this playoffs. And, you know, uh, he's maybe due for a game that isn't great. But so far, he's been lights out. Uh, and it's truly incredible to see uh, just this kid who has gone through so much in, you know, really just two and a half years or so in his NHL career. I mean, he did kind of get that playing time in the bubble in 2020 coming in relief. Uh, not getting starts in those games, obviously. And so kind of some weird situations. But to get these two official starts in the postseason and play the way that he has is nothing short of incredible. And I mean, he, as if he hasn't already done so already in the regular season, he is basically just writing his own contract now. Uh, and he is the future of this Dallas Stars team in the crease. Um, and we haven't even seen Scott Wedgwood yet. And I don't know if and when we ever will see Scott Wedgwood in these playoffs. Uh, I mean, which is a, a good problem to have, but also good to know that we have Wedgwood, who's played pretty well in his own right this season. Uh, and, you know, you got to give Ottinger a lot of credit because he did make some fantastic saves. We also have to give credit to the Dallas Stars defense who made Jake's life pretty easy at times. Uh, the Dallas Stars blocked 20 shots as opposed to Calgary only blocking five. The Flames had 21 giveaways as opposed to Dallas only giving away the puck eight times. So Dallas just played a much more disciplined and clean game all around. Again, they were putting their bodies on the line, blocking 20 shots. I mean, that could have been 49 shots on goal for Jake Ottinger uh, had those shots not been blocked by his teammates. So that's huge for him. And then, of course, Dallas forcing those 21 giveaways, those 21 turnovers as well, absolutely massive in helping Jake stay calm and stay poised and not having to work as hard. We talked about the importance of the Stars needing to make Jacob Markstrom work hard for the rest of the series. Uh, and the Stars, on the other end, I mean, we never really talked about it, but it's kind of a given. You don't want your goalie to have to do a whole lot of hard work. And so really good stuff from the Stars' defense. Like I said in the last segment, they made it incredibly difficult for the Calgary Flames to get any sort of offense established consistently in their own zone. I mean, the Calgary top line, who has been the storyline for a lot of NHL national media, including the, the TNT broadcast on Thursday night's game. I mean, Gaudreau, Lindholm, and Kachuk, only five shots on goal from those guys. And I think Kachuk's came in the third period. I think he only had one, uh, and Gaudreau and Lindholm had two apiece. But this has just been an incredible defensive clinic um, from the Dallas Stars and Jake Ottinger through the first two games of this series. And the Stars in general, both on defense and offense, have traditionally been better at home for this season. And so I'm truly thrilled to see what the Stars team can do uh, in games three and four at the AAC. And I mean, obviously still a long way to go and you don't want to, you know, get too far ahead of yourself or ride the mountaintop, you know, too long. But this is just a huge win and there's a lot of momentum in Dallas's favor right now. And I think that this team, given the veterans that they have, can truly take advantage of the situation they're in and, and make this a really interesting series and pose a lot of interesting questions to the NHL world for the next few weeks. But speaking of the rest of the NHL, we're going to take a moment in the next segment to talk about the NHL playoffs in general as a whole. We've been focusing a lot on the Stars Flame series and we will continue to do that until the series comes to an end. But a lot of other exciting stuff going on around the NHL in the playoffs, and we're going to talk about it after another quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by betonline.net. 
BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's Run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And we're closing out today's Friday episode of Locked on Stars. Want to send you on your way with a little bit of a wider view, some general Stanley Cup playoff talk, uh, because these have been a fun first few days of this playoff tournament. Uh, I mean, it feels a little bit early to say these are the best playoffs of all time, but we're in a pretty good spot. I mean, all the series are only two games in, but it's shaping up to be potentially really great. I mean, a lot of these first round series seems that they might could go six, maybe even seven games in some accounts. I mean, all but two of these series are tied at one. And, you know, we've seen some really good goalie performances from Jake Ottinger, Jacob Markstrom, uh, Connor Ingram for the Nashville Predators last night coming in um, in a weird spot. In Nashville just going through purgatory right now or, or hell rather uh, with, uh, you know, their, their goalie situation. Um, UC Soros not able to play and Connor Ingram comes in and gets 49 saves against the Avalanche. The, the Predators not able to win that game in overtime, but still an incredible performance from Ingram in his first playoff start uh, and a pretty good fight from the Preds after what happened to them in game when they come out and play the Avalanche pretty tough on their home ice. And I don't know if Nashville has the pieces to hang in the rest of that series. I think the Avs probably win that one in four or five, uh, but still a great performance from Connor Ingram. And then, you know, the Leafs and Lightning, that was probably my, my second Favorite series looking at, obviously, Stars and Flames is the series that intrigues me the most in this postseason as of right now. But Leafs and Lightning is probably my second favorite to watch, or I thought it would be because, and it's kind of come back and bit me a little bit because both the games haven't really been that intense or interesting. It's been two one side of the fairs, one game, game one in favor of the Leafs, and then game two in favor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and you, you even saw that with the Blues and Wild series. You saw that with the Oilers and Kings series. How about the Kings going into to Edmonton and getting a win in game one? I think a lot of people, including myself, kind of wrote the Kings off as just kind of this weird team that's like, okay, yeah, you, you got a playoff spot, but you're in the Pacific Division. You got the third spot. No one else in your division below you made it in, so you're just kind of here, and you have to play Dreisaitl and McDavid. But they go into Edmonton and get that game one win. They did get beat up pretty good in game two, but still, now they go back to L.A., and similar to the Stars, I mean, anything is possible with these two home games for the lower-seeded team. And so these series, I think, are going to continue to be interesting because a lot some of the games haven't necessarily been close, um, but you know now both teams have kind of seen the other teams at their best and what really makes them click. And so it's going to be really fun to watch these coaches try to adjust uh, and see who wins kind of this, this chess battle, this mental chess battle um, on the coaching side, but also on the player side as well. Um, and, you know, uh, again, only two series are at a 2-0 count right now. Um, and both those series, I think, probably stay that way. I think Carolina probably beats Boston uh, in four or five games, given how that series has gone. I mean, obviously, Boston at home is kind of a different animal, but that that Carolina team looks darn good right now. Um, and, and I would not want to have to match up against them in the first round. Similar to how I'm kind of glad the Stars are not in Nashville's situation having to match up with the Avalanche right now. Uh, I, I just don't know how the Stars would handle that situation. Maybe a little bit better because they do have more solid goaltending right now. 
Um, but still, this has been a crazy first few days of the playoffs, and this is just the beginning. We still have so much more playoff hockey left. Let me know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube which series intrigues you the most in the Stanley Cup playoffs besides the Dallas Stars and Calgary Flames. Uh, I'm really curious to hear what other series you guys are watching and why you find them so intriguing. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. You can also follow and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform as well. Remember, we are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. You can also find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and our show, of course, at Locked on Stars. Be sure to tune in on Monday as we will be recapping uh, Saturday's Game 3. Uh, I'll probably record an episode after Game 3 Saturday night, but it probably won't come out until Monday morning just because I don't typically put episodes out on the weekend. Uh, and, of course, I'll be working as well here in Indiana. Um, so be expecting an episode on Monday, recapping everything that happened in Game 3. And then, of course, on Monday night, we will have Game 4. So we'll get a Game 3 reaction as well as a Game for preview but thank you guys so much again for listening i hope you have a fantastic weekend uh, enjoy some time watching some playoff basketball some playoff hockey um, major league baseball really good time to be a sports fan um, so i hope you enjoy your weekend and we will see you back here on monday